that we only know what we know until we know more, which is, yeah. I think what you're saying. Yes. That's exactly it. Okay. And then sometimes we never know, but we know with a capital N and that's the difference between the thinking mind and the like split between science and spirit. So I'm very split right down the middle, you know, it took a long time for me to accept that both are true. Um, and there's that knowing of just like when I first started, people would be like, well, well, how did you know to do that? Or <clears throat> what did, what were you experiencing? I'm like, oh, I just knew what to do. And they're just like, what do you mean you just knew? Right. Cause people want to know exactly that thing. They, the intuitive part can be very disconcerting for people. Some people say the scientific and mystical worlds are separate entities, but to Maureen Fontaine, nothing can be further from the truth. Daily, Maureen is an expert in live and dry blood analysis, an ontological coach and a spiritual intuitive reader. As a mother, grandmother and mentor, Maureen aims to insight curiosity and celebrate those who inspire. Science is a practical, in-depth process of the mind. It encompasses observation, identification, description, experimental investigation and theoretical explanation of phenomena. This information is then systematically analyzed and proves it exists. Mysticism is often considered to be unscientific and unfounded. Going beyond the obvious allows for an expanded state of consciousness. It goes beyond the average sensory experience and the obvious. Those things we can explain and those that we can't. Both science and mysticism coexist and reveal the truths of the universe. How curious are you? Join Maureen and her guest speakers as they bridge the space between science and mysticism. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Science and the Mystical, my favorite time always. Today we have Hilary Rafen Porter, I hope I said that right, and she is a light language architect and a multidimensional healer. I've known Hilary for some time now. We met, I think it was through Pacific Rim is where I first met you. Yep. It seems to make sense. Yeah. And um, some people call her a galactic weaver. She's certainly a cosmic poet. She's a, a Tamiana starseed oracle who's also a registered acupuncturist and a phytotherapist. Who knew you had so many accolades here? She works with plant spirit medicine and she's known for her sacred, geomet or sacred geometric grid work. I said that properly now this time. And she connects us to divine consciousness like nobody I know. I mean, honestly, what your offerings are incredible. And we, we've been having some computer hiccups this morning, so hopefully this will be a little bit better. So we know the energies are super high today. And of course, because you're here, everything is really well elevated. It's beautiful. And I would say you are so highly intuitive. So I am honored to welcome you. Oh, I'm so grateful and excited to be here because I adore you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, I, I love um, your new location and um, it's just a beautiful temple that you have um, put together. What do you call it? Star Sea Temple? Uh, so we call it the Star Temple. Uh, it's the Star Temple. Yeah, it's um, home for both myself and then Derek Pennant, the Cosmic Messenger, who you've also had the pleasure and they've had the pleasure of being on here with you. Um, yeah, so we share this space and we, it became the Star Temple because the very first time we entered and I laid on the table, there's a skylight above. Oh, yes. And I looked up and I was like, it's exactly like you're exiting a pyramid. 
It's and amazing. so it was just right. You lay down and you're just like, you're leaving. And depending on what time of day it is, there's just, it's a different energy every single time you lay on it. I've been on that table and it's, it's like you're being bathed in starlight, even if it's the middle of the day. It's just, there's something really magical. Yeah. Whether it was like that before you came, it, it may have been, but it sure is that now. It's like insane. <laughs> well, it, uh, let's just say it uh, used to be home of, of uh, e-com, um, like a Rogers provider. And so when you walked in, it was dark. It was black. It was like the person that redid it for us because we got it after somebody had been in here for about 10 years and they redid it and they came in to, to fix something and they were just like, this is nothing like what it was before. It was very 3D. And now, like you said, you it's very astral, very, very astral. What I love about it is people come in and the second they come in, they let out this sigh because it feels like that space where you just automatically can release and settle. But we've also done a lot of things in this space intentionally to make it have that vibration. So we have a 5G bio shield. So when you walk in, the 5G bio shield dampens all that negative and uh, sticky energy that we get from the dirty electronics. And so that is basically eliminated once you enter in here. And then we have, I mean, you've seen it, a ton of crystals <laughs> and the frequency healing that happens in here. Plus we have, uh, what is we call her flow <laughs> she basically <laughs> she cleans the air um Aww. she's a dyson and so she also makes sure that the, the particulate in the actual air itself is completely cleaned out as well uh, to make sure that the space we've we've taken care of all the details let's put it that way to make sure that the journey the immersive the soul immersive that happens in here every time somebody journeys whether it be virtually or actually in presence in the space everything has been taken care of to help make it the coziest most I feel at home space possible right it is really beautiful and I don't know what the dimensions of that room are but it when you walk in it feels very vast yet really like a cozy like a womb it's amazing you yep. you truly have taken care of all the details yeah yeah it's special <laughs> it is special <laughs> as are the people we come to see there oh my gosh oh <laughs> it's amazing so we also did a workshop together um, and it was on Tamiana healing and I just did it once and then you took it to the skies like you went on a road show with it almost. <laughs> I had no choice. <laughs> oh, that's right. Do you want to talk about that? So first of all, maybe tell us what Tamiana is. Oh, for sure. So you heard this previously so this this is light language the more activated I become or if something is being transmitted the more that this comes out and this ties into the Tamiana as well um for all the beings that are listening you don't need to know what the meaning is of the words your body already knows it knows the frequencies and it bypasses the mental sphere to allow those frequencies to go in for your body and your spirit to actually fully integrate and receive the healing and the wisdom that comes with the light code so tamiana oh, oh my goodness this was a completely 100 unexpected uh journey <laughs> this was not anything i actually ever heard of and then one of my friends this lovely amazing human being shauna waffler if you're ever in kamloops bc she's amazing she does acupuncture yes. and she's she's a profound healer herself 
And she had sent this thing to me and I, I read through and at the time, so this is around 2017, which blows my mind that it was then because it feels like it's been, well, it has been forever, but that was my reintroduction to it. And I read the description again and again and again. And every time I read it, I was like, I have no idea what this actually means, but I know I have to do it. So Tamiana is a consciousness from the stars. It uses sacred sigils, so light language encodings. It uses crystals and it uses sacred geometry to concentrate large amounts of energy into finer and finer and finer vibrational frequencies. And what this does is it helps us with our self-actualization process. And what that means is it helps us remove all those layers that have been placed upon us so that we can go back to our original source code, our original remembering of this is who I am. It helps remove those limiting concepts, those limiting beliefs. It helps change the pattern structures that we have that are comfortably and Comfortable. You know, those ones that you're like, yeah, but I'm fine here, but really I'm not happy. It helps us switch those and detach from the emotions that are attached to them. Detachment isn't a bad word. It allows us to see things clearly as they are. It helps us on all timelines, past, present, and future. It helps us remembering. I have a beautiful being that I work with, and the levels of remembering as they ascend into these finer frequencies and remove these have been absolutely profound and magical. And we're transported together during session. I don't leave you. I don't set and forget, which is how I was trained is set the crystals, leave the room if you want to. I don't, I'm there with you the whole way. Oh, I, think I don't remember that part. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was um, when we were originally trained, it was like, oh yeah, if you need to go grab a tea or something, go for it. I had to go. And I was like, I can't do that. And in reality, I didn't really know much about Tamiana anyways. But um, so, yeah, so we had learned in 2017, it might have been 2018. Time is, you know, non-linear. We live in these realms. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It was like sometime in the last 42 years. (laughs) Um, But... Um, so it was originally Tamiana was originally transmitted through Juan Manuel Giordano down in South America. And when we were trained, I had all these questions. I don't know if you remember, but I was like, but what does this symbol mean? And what does that do? And should I be seeing things that I'm seeing now? (laughs) Because I kept on seeing all these crazy things. (laughs) And it was like, I don't know. You just do it. Well, one, that's not my nature, right? I like to know things. Um, but also when you're working with the divine, sometimes you don't know things. But that training was a reactivation for me. That was a remembering for me. That was um, activation through the seven sisters, which are some of my guides. Or the council, as they're known now. To remember that actually I'm here for the next level of Tamiana. So since then, that's where the light language really started to come out and get activated. And I'd start whispering it in session and then start talking. Uh-huh. Now it's just there. <laughs> We'd be driving down the street and my my child would be like, oh, mama's getting a transmission because it'll just come out while I'm driving. 
But within four months, all of a sudden there was another layer and more symbols came through and I doubted it. I was like, oh, am I really supposed to be this person? And am I messing with something that I'm not supposed to mess with? And they were like, no, this was the reason why you took that, even though you had no idea what it was and you went and did it anyways. And it was a reactivation. So the level and the the type of Tamiana that I practice is called Sacred Heart Tamiana, or Pushkayani, Asitai, Plopishtakaya. And um, so Juan Manuel was in the right place, the right time, and was an open conduit to receive the transmissions from the Palladians. So it's not a Palladian-only based healing consciousness. They were the envoys. They were the ones that brought the information back. But Tamiana is from the whole Galactic Council, you know? So we've got Spikens, we've got Arcturians, we've got Palladians, and something from each of the beings on the Galactic Council is gifted into Sacred Heart Tamiana. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the short version. Oh my gosh. So I have a question. Yes, your, your light language, it, it just comes in with, with grace and ease and yet with real strong intention. That's what my experience yeah. of your light language is. And it it fascinates me. So are they repeating what you're saying, telling you what to say, or that language is infusing what you're saying with a light code, let's say? All of the above. Um, <laughs> so to the, so, so how, how it works now, like, so it's been a progression. It's not like, bam, I started speaking light language and it's the way it was now. It's like anything. As you're working with something, the more and more you're working with it and the more you're becoming it really once you're embodying something it's different and we know this from when we learn something in school versus we go out and we practice it right it becomes different when we go and exercise we're like this movement feels weird but then as we become more and more fluid within it and so the light language now can come out in many different ways um one like you said, it's infusing what I'm saying and it's taking it down into remembering within the cells of the people who, that are listening and receiving it and are bathing it, frequency bathing in it, basically. So it's a deeper level of knowing, like I said, that bypasses the thinking mind. Um, it can also come through as I'm seeing something that is happening, especially if I'm working with a client, um, like I said, either virtually or on the table or I'm in a gathering and then all of a sudden they'll be like, well, there's a Merkaba coming in. And we're sending light down to that right hip that was having challenges. Or we're walking up into that temple. And I, um, the most profound, seeing the golden light of the golden temple. And the codes are... So the Matrix, the movie. And there's all those like numbers. Yeah. Think of it like that. The mother and then creating the images. The motherboard, exactly. The motherboard, yeah. So it can be that visual that I'm then articulating with light language. It can also be where I want something to happen. So the words are asking the beings that come in to assist with the session or the gathering or the transmission um, to uh, asking them, can you please do this thing? And it works a lot with visuals and it's putting words for them to those visuals. Um, I don't leave. I don't call myself a channeler. 
Um, a lot of times channelers actually are just uh, the portal, but they're not actually there. They're like, I step out of the way and it comes through. I am 100% involved. Um, well, let's say sometimes 20, you know, but like <laughs> I am still present as <laughs> things are happening. Um, I'm here for the whole journey. I don't, I don't leave. And so it does get intermingled um, obviously with, my dynamic and with my lifestyle, not lifestyle, this is just got my life experience as mm. in my education and training. So it kind of becomes a filter for all of it. But it's joined with the divine for, uh, celestial frequencies. How much does that, or, or does that get to come into your acupuncture treatments as well and your phytotherapy sessions? The light. Oh, light yeah. Therapy. So, yeah, I don't segment. None of my sessions are segmented. I didn't think so. Beings can... <laughs> um, I always, I, I joke that if somebody came in and said, okay, so I only want acupuncture, I'd be like, hmm, well, <laughs> like I can give you acupuncture, but again, I'm not going to put the needles in. And there's nothing wrong with acupuncturists that work that way. But the way I work is the needles will go in this guy. So I mostly practice esoteric acupuncture, which uses sacred geometry, tree of life, um, chakras, all these different uh, divine consciousnesses for how the needles are placed within the body. So those go in and then I'm still there in the room. I use acutonics tuning forks. So once the needles are in, the tuning forks might also come out to create other shifts and frequency changes within the body. Because we have our thinking mind. But it only goes so far with changing our patterns. Because when we have that frequency within our cellular structure, we might be like, I'm changing my pattern mentally, I know, but you're like, but I just keep doing the action. But when we go into frequency, it goes all the way down into the cells, into the blood, into the bones, into the, you know, the skin, all of that to change that pattern. Or like last week, there was a lot of disruption in pattern and disruption feels disruptive. It is, but it needs to happen to allow that expansion for new patterns that serve us. To actually come in so multiple things if something comes in during a session and it's like you know what we need some skull cap we need some scutellaria we need that to come in and help with that overage of nervous system of that everything is too much you're bringing in too much data and too much information then it'll get recommended and then a potion can be made it might come in during the session. The only thing that I offer that's separate is beings can have an herbal follow-up if they're on like a herbal protocol and stuff like that. Um, but even if somebody comes in for Tamiana, yeah, well, you're probably going to get forks and maybe some needles or some seeds. And it's really, there's no set way that a session looks. It's, you come in, what do you need right now? What is alive right now for that next layer of really coming into like you're illuminated, like this is me. I feel home within me. I'm embodied within me, not everybody else's stuff that they told me I should be, right? So what does that look like? Depends on the day. Yes. Well, truly, and I've had that experience. It's like after, it's like, okay, what did you do? <laughs> How many things did we do and, and what happened? Because the more, like, I'll just speak for myself, the more I get out of the way and totally surrender to the space and to, 
to the your expertise and um, and Derek's expertise, the um, the experience deepens significantly. Yeah. Right. Like you, you just surrender. It's it's a place of surrendering, which is yeah, which and is that's exactly really, it. really amazing and very like it feels really liberating to just like let it go. Yeah, and. That- um, that's one thing like we talked about earlier about having the space a certain way is we want people and beings because some of us aren't people we just take that form to feel safe and comfortable enough to be able to surrender it's so important because that's where a lot of the healing comes in and mm-hmm. when we're like this and we're tight and we're structured and we're holding on so much no flow happens and so much can happen when we surrender and there's a trust in the fact that you'll still be held regardless of the sounds the movements the emotions that come through while we're working together um and we don't leave it like post session. I say we a lot because Derek and I, yeah. we follow a lot of the same um, mechanisms and how we work in the way of um, we don't leave you hanging. It's not just like, hey, thanks for coming into a session. And then you're gone. You get a full follow up email. We send follow up emails um, intentionally. So any suggestions or rituals or work that you can do at home to support the journey that happened in the room, mm-hmm. you are offered because. That's something that I always lacked. I'd go see a healer and then I'd be like, they said this thing, but I don't remember because you're in bliss state or you're just literally gone and you're walking around, no feet on the ground and you get home. You're like, I can't remember that thing that they said. And there's this like disconnect from thank you for doing that process with me. But where am I in that process and how do, how am I empowered to continue doing what I need to do once I'm not in that session? And so that's something that's really, really important to me in how I practice and how I work with people is making sure that they have some tools or guidance post-session as to help with the integration of the new, because it's new. Well, I think that's amazing. The, the follow-up is like incredible it's sublime I'm like oh my god all this happened and I didn't even realize it was happening but I could let go of needing to remember during the process which interrupts the process and for me that's the hardest thing because you know we we want to be able to take take the gems and do something but we can't remember them because we were you know blissed out as you said so uh the what you offer that way is like pretty incredible the follow-up is is Wow, I thought I better step up my game over here. <laughs> but truly, like whether whether I'm working with somebody with their blood or I'm doing a reading myself, um, I always tell them to just sit back and enjoy the ride and don't worry yeah. about the remembering. And that's one of the things I, I let them record, for example, um, just like we're recording now so that you can go back and listen to the recording. Um, that seems to be the easiest in and for as for time management makes more sense for what I do but you guys and you hammer those things out like boom they're right (laughs) you're hardly home and you (laughs) you have the whole follow-up but I imagine you for you to document that quickly then you can let it go because it's fresh in your memory as a practitioner exactly and I'm 
I have a lot of like, I'm a detailed note taker. I used to be a mortgage underwriter. And so my history is one of making sure I have details and notes and all of that. So the notes that I take during session and the shorthand and stuff really helps me um, remember and collect. And we do like, I do want to make sure that the person doesn't getting the email a week later because so much can transpire within the like, you know, 72 hours within that session space that it's really important. I, usually post post session it's like okay just let it go and like you know give yourself 24 hours to just be in the presence because like you said people are and I like I'm the same way I'm like but what happened and I want to know and you know we're grasping and we're holding and it's like no just allow allow and be and see just kind of be present with what's happening and just notice and not trying to control or change or anything like that but just recognizing and noticing the shifts that have happened right the state of consciousness coming out of there is just like like you just got like you're in a whole different place. And so my my rule with myself is don't plan anything. Don't go into a store, just drive home, maybe go for a walk, drink lots of water, <laughs> because that's how I can now integrate. Go hug a tree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The integration yeah. process after is, is yeah. really quintessential to the overall benefit, I would imagine. Oh, for sure. There's definitely been people that uh, have come in and only once, not only oh. see me once, but they have the first time. And then the next time I see them, they're like, cause I'll be like, did you go to work after like, what are your plans after they're like, oh, I'm going to work after this. I'm like, okay. And then the next time I see them, they're like, never again. <laughs> oh, it's so true. They're like, it's just like, you can't function. The most. No, and it's just like you don't because your frequency shifts so much mm. or can shift so much because again everybody experiences it differently I find the people that um, beings that are more within a denser realm so again this isn't um, good or bad denser mm. finer vibration it's just a presence of being right a state of being and beings that are more in a denser realm so we're talking you know you work to play you know work and play are not intermingled maybe there's a lot more you know eating out at fast food joints and stuff like that lots of tv and uh, media ingestion there that is a subtler there is a frequency shift that goes up but it's less you know yeah. <laughs> it's less yeah, yeah. super expensive galactic versus somebody that is doing a lot and embodying a lot of the spiritual and the divine work and lives on a finer frequency you know their work is their play organic foods and stuff like that again not bad or good just is and that is an expansion state but going from an expansion state regardless of where you started from into a 3d realm job regardless if you do spirit work for a living, you're a counselor, you work in an office building, doesn't matter. Can be a bit of a jolting shock, right? So to have that time and that space to integrate is, yeah, is highly recommended. For me, taking my shoes off coming into the Star Temple is like I have just untethered myself from everything out there. <laughs> it's just the weirdest sensation, but it's it's beautiful. I'm going, okay, nothing else matters from here forward in this time. So it's um it, it's a it's super powerful, even just show up in the room. 
Yeah, that's we yeah. Did, like we even if it's not our work day at the book, I'm like, I'm going to the Star Temple today. <laughs> <Just to> like, <laughs> see, because that's the other thing we have in here too at the book that makes it so. Um, so there's the negative and the positive ions, right? And we want more of the negative ions. Is we have a five wave therapy mat on the table, but they do this to get to go school. So it's got crystals in it, it's got pulse electromagnetic frequency capacity, it's got low light level lasers, it's got far infrared. And so that is another thing with the 5G BioShield and flow that brings that, that friction that we feel when we're out in the dirty energy within the 3D world. Atitiko, by dirty energy, I'm talking about a lot of the 5G and all that. Mm -hmm. It brings that down. So when you step in, you're just like, oh, there's something different. And you can't quite put your finger on it, but it just feels, I think it feels kind of softer, kind of like I just stepped into a cloud. Oh, yeah, I agree. I so agree. Oh, my goodness. So the um, Tamiana uses crystals to form a grid system. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, for sure. So we originally taught with um, so first, I'm going to say first wave and second wave, so first wave transmissions were from Juan Manuel, second wave transmissions are, are through Sacred Heart Tamiana and myself. Um, I keep looking over to the side there because that's where all my Tamiana stuff is. Ah. Uh, so, <laughs> so we use clear quartz. Clear quartz is the main crystal that is brought in for activation. Um, clear quartz, well, clear, right? Especially when it's used as a tower. It brings in, it holds the frequencies, it clears the frequencies. It's considered the master healer. It contains all rainbow. We know this. We put like a beautiful quartz in the sunlight and all of a sudden you're like, I want to go frolic mm -hmm. in the rainbow that's on the wall. Yeah. Also, amethyst is brought in. It can be brought in. Amethyst is a major protector. It's also a type of quartz. And then as of recent, golden healer quartz. So a new template that just came through in January. Called the Tara Code. It uses a golden healer with clear quartz as well. And depending on the harmonic resonance, so a harmonic resonance is uh, either a foundational or an advanced template, and there's multiple. So there's the foundational, there's, oh my goodness, there's the antakarana, which is our rainbow, the foundational is our physical 3D, like it's very much the presence of the now with the seven planes of existence or the seven chakra, base chakras, we've got the Gaia code, the Pleiadian star code, the light is a new one, the Tara code, the universal hexagram, the group heal, there's like multiples and depending on which <clears throat> template is being used depends on how the crystals are moved and where the crystals are placed and how the sacred symbols are also applied once they're laid out and they're activated for myself there's light language that comes in sometimes the forks come in but transmissions can come through so as the activation is happening before the next grid is activated I'm typing away transmissions that are coming through, which sometimes can be full paragraphs per plane that is activated. And then those are sent as well afterwards. And they can give everything from ritual work to I've had poetry to um, inspiration, to guidance, to people often listen to the transmissions afterwards. Cause we go at the end of the session, we go through everything that helped happen to help the person decode what's going on. Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, that's exactly what I felt. This is exactly, I had that eagle or I had this presence or I felt that light or that's exactly what's happening in my life because it really tunes into that layer for that person then, right? 
does anyone ever come who um, isn't ready for this? And how do you how do you adjust? Mm, so the beauty of Tamiana is it's not going to hurt somebody even if they're not ready. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's kind of like Reiki in the sense of you're not going to like all of a sudden dislocate a hip from somebody giving you Reiki oh, no. and stuff like that, right? Like it's it's, it's gentle enough. Um, how there is a buffer system in place for myself is because I do offer foundational versus advanced templates. Some of the advanced templates. Um, so one of the questions, so I have a, an intake that's required for first time. And one of the questions is what is your spiritual practice? And if I haven't worked with this person before and they've booked an advanced template and I've read through, I will give them a call before the session even begins and and talk through with them and just get it more of a feel for where they're at to make sure that the template is actually going to be one that is functional for them um, and not be too much of a jump from the fr- the level that they're currently at for their frequency versus where it could take them. Um but Tamiana knows exactly, again, even if it's an advanced template, I've had a being come in and say, I want what I had last time. Because the time <laughs> before, it was so gentle. And they came out and they're like, I felt so held. And it was so beautiful. I felt like I was home. And can I have that? And I said, no. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> because I was like, I can't guarantee. This yeah. is also, yeah, so tongue in cheek. I was like, I can't guarantee that. Because Tamiana works on the layer that's meant to be. Well, that session ended up being very, very intense. A lot of emotion, a lot of movement, a lot of sound. Um, And a major release of uh, trauma that had been lingering since childhood that they didn't, they thought they had processed, but it was sitting within their cells. And Tamiana had known that the first session needed to be that held that beautiful um, process of you're safe, we've got you, so that the next session could be as intense as it was. Without that first holding, the next session, like if it would have just been bam, straight into that intensity, it would have been a different situation, right? So it was like preparatory for them, for their journey. So there's, there's no guarantee of what we can come with what's alive, we can come with what's an intention. And like you said earlier, there's that space of surrendering because that sounds scary. What do you mean you have no idea what's going to happen during that session? Well, I know we're going to concentrate a ton of energy and we're going to help you with your past, present and future timelines. And we're going to help peel pack those limiting concepts and beliefs. But which ones? I can't guarantee that for you. And that's part of that surrendering to this is what's next on my ascension process, my awakening into my becoming, right? You're working with fourth dimension, fifth dimension, like how far does it go? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's what I expected to hear, but I had to ask. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, so, well, like the, cause that's the thing. It's like the foundational, it works a lot within our three, but it's going into all the dimensions because it goes and collects the different parts and looks at the different parts of you past present future plus all the levels of your existence in the now because we don't just exist in the now we exist in all these fractaline states right 
and it goes into our chakra systems in all fractaline states because you don't just have your root chakra within your root chakra. You have your root in your sacral and your solar plexus and they just fractalize within each other. And so it goes through all of those as well. Um, so there's some that work. Um, Derek's amazing at something will come through, transmit through. And I'll be like, okay, this is what this does. And then we always test all templates before we do anything with anybody else. We we make sure that we do the work as well. And he's like, oh, this is a 5D. Oh, this is a 7D. Still works on everything else, but it's focused a little bit more. Like the Tara code is very five, uh, fifth dimensional. Um, so yeah, so all the dimensions is the short answer. All the one. dimensions, yes. And there are many, <laughs> many, many. There's so many. Yeah, it's vast. In, I, I sometimes wonder whether it's actually infinite, which it likely is. And that's, you read, just read my mind. I was like, there's, it's like science. All of a sudden they're like, we just discovered this. We just discovered that. We just noticed this. Because it's, yeah, it's completely vast. It's completely unlimited. The galaxy is completely unlimited. You know, we only know what we know. Multi-dimensional. Yeah. Sorry. We have a glitch. So no. Are you getting the glitch at your end? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> Very glitchy over here. So I just spoke over top of you. And what I said, I'll just repeat it. That we only know what we know until we know more, which is... Yeah. I think what you're saying yes that's exactly it okay and then sometimes we never know but we know with a capital n and that's the difference between the thinking mind and the like split between science and spirit so i'm very split right down the middle you know it took a long time for me to accept that both are true um and there's that knowing of just like when I first started, people would be like, well, well, how did you know to do that? Or <clears throat> what did, what were you experiencing? I'm like, oh, I just knew what to do. And they're just like, what do you mean you just knew? Right. Cause people want to know exactly that thing. They, the intuitive part can be very disconcerting for people. It's disconcerting. Um, and so it's just, sometimes you're just like, I'm here and I know this is true. Well, there's no proof. It's okay. I feel it. It's, it's true. You know, it's so interesting yeah. because I'm in a sciencey field with doing the live blood. I'm in that yeah. field and I know a lot of the sciencey stuff, yet I I have a very poor memory with the really deep, deep sciencey stuff because it gets really complex and I'm, I'm so not interested in it. I'm not interested. And the more as time goes on, especially in the times we're in now, I'm not, I'm even less interested in the sciencey stuff because it's about so much more. So it's been yeah. this very um intriguing kind of shifting that's occurring within my work realm I still get the job done I know what I do very very well yet my relationship with it is is so changing well you have the tools I feel like this is the thing you have the science tool yes they're just tools to be able to then go and look in the blood it's just tools and then now you can look in the blood in a different way and bring in that spirit aspect because the blood, we got our blood timelines, we got our ancestral timelines, we've got basically the history of the earth, right? In the blood and our spirit in the blood. In Chinese medicine, if you're blood deficient, you have shen disturbance, you have spiritual disturbance if you are lacking blood. <clears throat> and so you have those tools now. And that's where that knowing comes of like, sweet, I have this tool and now I have this knowing from the other levels of consciousness about the other things that I can now see because I have these tools to go and look. Blood deficiency love it. Is, is a universal, universal problem. Like in uh -huh. what I see, it's, it's incredible. 
It's it's almost everyone. How does it um how does it show up in the blood when you look at it? Well, there are many there are many um, indicators. So it can be iron or spleen deficiency, um, any any uh, endocrine disruptions, um, different things like that. So what's the visual though? That's science. But what's the visual that you see when you? Well, the <laughs> actual. What does the blood look like? So so yeah, there. What does the blood look like when there's the deficiency? Um, oh, so we can see codocytes, which are target cells, and they're a red blood cell with a hole in the middle. So it's empty. And typically this person will, you know, is that's in alignment with, with deficiency. Um, there can be a whole bunch of small like microcells or microcytes. And that is, you know, comes from the liver and that's where blood is processed. So, you know, we have a lot of indicators there and where there's withholding and where there's, you know, like there's condensation in how we experience the world. It's, yeah. it's very connected to our emotional being, to the way we play in life, um, what we don't engage in in life, where our uh, hindrances are. Um, yeah, so it's, it's so purport directly proportional to, to how we play. Well, and that makes, <clears throat> that makes so much sense because when we're deficient, we're not grounded, right? Because mm -hmm. when we think about it, we have iron in our blood. What is iron? Iron is the earth, Atitotas Gaia. I find it interesting... The reason I ask, like, what does it look like is because mm -hmm. um, in TCM, uh, traditional Chinese medicine, we often talk about like, so if we have the, the vessel and you're blood deficient, it can be like half full or less. And so it literally is like this emptiness. And then the, the vacuity, the space, then wind can get in there and create this like, you know, anxiety and chaos and structures. So I find it very interesting that, and I love finding these correlations of like, Mm -hmm. these traditions or these modalities that have these parallels that maybe never talked to each other because it's a consciousness yeah. that just shows up with different messaging depending on how you're looking. Well, I think officially we should all learn Chinese medicine to know all those things because there's <laughs> so much in there. Yeah. If, I, if I had time and space to do that, I always wanted to. But I decided, no, I need to just focus yeah. on what I'm doing without getting out here. But if I was a little bit younger, perhaps that would be a thing. But um, it, it, it works. It's we're, like you said, we're all saying the same thing. The numbers of times that I refer people to an acupuncturist to to work with that aspect of themselves. I mean, it's, it's so complimentary and I can evidence yeah. the change. So the, so that's what I love to do is be able to show people that all the things that you did made this, like made this blood blissful, literally, and, and balanced and joyful in its journey across the screen. <laughs> it's, it's a great screen. It's thing. so fast. It's yeah, so it's fascinating. So I've worked with you and it's watching it is just like, and it makes so much sense. Yes as to what you're feeling in your body when you're like, oh, that's in me. Oh, that makes sense why I'm feeling this way. And it's such mm -hmm. an aha moment watching your blood going across the screen. Oh, yeah, it's it's pretty trippy for some. Um, I know, you know, some people are just mesmerized and I'm talking to them and they're just like not there. It's like, <laughs> and I'm, oh, right, my, this is just so beautiful. And they don't know what it means yet. They can, I, I often ask, okay, so if you could interpret how life was going for you in relationship to what you see what would that you know what what would you say and they're going 
frustration. I'm so frustrated. I'm this, I'm that. <laughs> and they have a whole storyline of how it's going for them using the pictures, using the visuals that are right in front. And it's again, evidence for how they feel. It's like, okay, finally somebody understands. It's, it's really cool. You're able to see and there's it's not just that it's being seen it's like being when somebody seen. comes and yeah. they, right it's being seen because sometimes somebody will come, you know you're talking to somebody and you go oh i hear that's really frustrating and all of a sudden they're just like oh versus oh let me fix you right oh, and yeah. there's a difference and it's that just that pure being seen and like see i'm not crazy something is happening and some people need that physical connection space it makes me think of the art you know, like um, art therapy, or I can't speak the words, but I can draw them. And you're literally mm -hmm. using like the art of blood. You're mm -hmm. looking at the messaging and the art within that, which pumps through our very veins, you know? I used to say that um, looking at the blood is like, it's, it, it's a form of art. So it's, it's a beautiful artistic expression of what's happening inside. And again, it's the language of blood. I'm just developing a course called the language of blood and not deep digging deep into the science um, in the real kind of histology point of view, because that's even beyond, I, I just have no interest in going there, but in terms of how it speaks to us, how it holds us, how it's always there for us and how it's very quick to respond when it's listened to, when it's heard when it's seen. Oh, I'm excited for that. And this is the thing is we need more, I feel we need more of these things because that other stuff's already out there. I know, yeah, I would you know, agree. Somebody can go look up that science stuff. No, we yeah. need that like, okay, now here's the spirit stuff. It's like even uh, phytotherapy, you know, the herbs and there's tons. And it's not that this stuff, again, this stuff is not, it's not bad. It's just, there's no. so much of the, okay, here's the constituents. Here's how to make the tincture. Here's like exactly how to do this versus here's the spirit of the plant, you know? And sometimes we need both. Sometimes we just need one. And it, it I love, I love that you're doing the language of blood. I love it. <laughs> Yay. I'm excited for it. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I really am too. It's, um, it's definitely still in the creation process, but uh, it's coming, it's coming along. So that's, that's exciting to look forward to. <laughs> in all that you do, you do even more. You are now, <laughs> you have music in your, in your life. Yes. Black, tell us about that. Oh my goodness. So this is another thing that I never thought <laughs> I would say that I've released an album. Like that's <laughs> or something that, that yeah. I thought, uh, I thought that would come. Um, so the light language uh, it's very profound right um a lot of people say it feels like home and it it creates these shifts that again are unpredictable but are exactly what people need in that moment we take what we need <clears throat> from the language in the mm -hmm. moment and so it would have been it would have been a couple of years ago um, so Derek's in Aries, so he's very much like, let's do this now. And I'm like, yes. yeah, so I've got this idea. Now I'm going to finesse it a little bit. And I, you know, my Aquarius, my Aquarius side, I'm like, I've got these ideas and let's create, but give me a sec. I got to figure out how to do this. And so we finally on one of the biggest exit 
the matrix days of Christmas of 2022, um, we recorded fully uh, an 11 track light language album called Exit the Matrix New Earth Activation. And it moves through 11 tracks of soundscapes, which Derek created um, very patiently with me because I, <laughs> we, we, you know, this, we have two very different aesthetics. Yeah. Um, he's very Aries out there. Let's do this. Let's add more. And I'm very much like my nervous system needs some relaxing. <laughs> and so um, he very patiently worked with me and uh, he always says I'm refining um, the processes. So, and so we recorded uh, on Christmas, the 11 tracks, and then we released it on January 11th. And it moves through um, a whole journey. I think it's about an hour and a half. And we've got Exit the Matrix. There's releasing fear, dissolving anger, cellular restructuring, Merkaba respin, zero point field, all the way up to New Earth activation. And it's a journey album. So you can listen to the tracks separately. Um, expanding the heart field frequency is is a much loved one. The one that seems to be getting the most love because we also have visuals um, on uh, the YouTube channel, my YouTube channel. We put it to visuals as well. And the Merkaba respin apparently has taken off. So that was not the one I expected to. Mm. But you can listen to, so often in session, something will come through. I'm like, I want you to go listen to this, to this track like cellular restructuring three times over the next week before you see me again but to move through from the beginning to the end is a full transformation it's a shedding um the one oh i'm not remembering right now because it doesn't want me to there's one track that every time i listened to it as i was working in the album i broke down mm. full-on ugly cry release but it was that kind of release that was you come out of it and you're just like, oh, I needed that. I needed that like super big cry of cleansing. And you come out and you're like, oh, there's another layer. And everything feels clear and you feel more in your purpose and more just like present. Mm -hmm. I can now listen to the track and it doesn't do the same thing to me. But that was my pure example for my state of, oh, this is how powerful this album can be. Because I'm always like, oh, little old me, it's fine. Just listen to it. You'll be okay. And then I'm just like... <laughs> There's power behind this. Um, and then Derek has since done a remix. Um, so it's not, so I have a Bandcamp page called Sacred Star Seed Sounds. And uh, it, the remixes have not been applied yet, but Derek then took the track, remixed them, put his own vocals on top and more information about each of the, the things like the dissolving anger, the expanding the heart field, and then made them, it's more of a dance album. Let's put it that way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's pretty awesome it's pretty awesome so yeah so now I can say I've released the album and we do have plans for for more albums to come as well this is just the first one yeah what a what a powerful combination you two are oh my gosh <laughs> between his technology like he's a he's a techie for sure and um, both yeah. of you with all your transmissions and wow it, it must be really incredible at your house sometimes yeah, he's my database. I'll just be like, because I hold, I don't hold, like you said, all the like yeah. deep, intense yeah. knowledge of like the science stuff. He, I could be like, so 5D and I'm like, hmm. And I have to look stuff up. Whereas I go to him and he's like, oh, and I have to be like, okay, you get five minutes. That's all, that's all uh, I need. Because yeah. he just like holds the data like that. Whereas I more embody and practice in that a little bit of a different way. So between the two of us, 
um, it's, it's pretty, yeah, let's just say our house, we, <laughs> we like, we like being in our house. <laughs> I bet. Yes, yes. No kidding. I'd like to be a fly on the wall. <laughs> just watch it all come down. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right. And right? you, yeah. you have a son who I just wanted to talk about this because it was it was just yeah. the best little tip for those who are experiencing and, you know, um, I don't, don't want to say negative, but dense energies in places. You had mentioned that he was yeah. experiencing uh, it's it's like a little tip of the day. Um, he was experiencing some dense energy at this place. And so you told him to get a bottle. Can you share that with people and put it outside the door? Yeah. Yeah. So um, my my lovely little being is is very open and receptive uh, to the other realms as well. And it can be intense for the little beings because of the, you know, they're like, what do we do with this? And um, I didn't have the support when I was a child. Um, I grew up in a small town, you know, and it's like, don't talk about that stuff. That stuff doesn't exist. It's your imaginary friend. You're crazy. Like all these things. And so, and that was just their reality. So it's okay. Um, So I have a very expansive child. And I got a message the other day being like, mama, I think there's, there's a spirit. And the cats were totally reacting and all this other stuff. And, and so um, it was actually beautiful. So I had first recommended putting salt, putting a little dish of salt um, by the door of the room that they were in. Because then that, that draws in that negative energy. It's kind of like if you think of trying to walk across a floor with Legos or tacks, you don't want to. So the spirit's like, I don't want to, right? <laughs> and then I'd also recommend it. I was like, talk to them like they're a human, you know, like just no thanks, I'm good. I'm not interested right now. If you're here to help me, you're actually scaring me. So I need you to leave. And you just talk as if they're there, right? Um, and they messaged me back, and this just made my oh, heart interesting. like so happy. Yeah, they were like, and I also put a bottle, and I was like, oh yeah. And so a bottle with a narrow neck, and this is old old traditional wisdom where they would like tie empty bottles to trees, right? And so the sound of the trees um, or the bottles in the trees, as well as like the little hole, right? So the spirit's like, ooh, what's going on in there? And then they go in, but then they can't find their way out. And so they actually had tapped into wisdoms that I had shared throughout the years because they're included. I don't hide this part from them. Um, they know, you know, who my counsel is. They've had Tamiana sessions. Tamiana is totally um, appropriate for children. And so they've had those sessions. They've had tuning forks and all of this. And through that time, this is some of the information that they digested. And so they're like, yeah, I did already ask them about this thing. I'd like to leave. And then they're like, and then I put this bottle. And I was like, oh, my heart. I was Aww. like, it like. So he know, remembered like, to do that. He remembered to do the one with the bottle. And and it's our children are growing up differently now. Again, a lot of them are very open a lot of my clients that have children talk about how open their children are and it's like well what tools can we teach them and there's lots there's so many that we can teach to help them integrate to help them be instead of stuffing it and suppressing it because then it can make us feel like we're crazy and we're, we live in this time which is so beautiful and so lovely like if I was speaking light code a decade ago, people have been like, hmm, 
maybe, but now it's just becoming more and more and more accepted of all these things and that there's something greater than us. There's the divine. And I want my child to grow up feeling okay with who they are and able to be who they are. And this is just one part and one way we can, we can um, support them through it. Right. Yeah. One actually one a good book if anybody's looking for a really good book to help with um, incorporating ritual and stuff like that with their children it's called Circle Round by Starhawk. Um, it's got lots of stories and practices and rituals and stuff that's um, within the level of digestibility for the kidlets, right? Yeah. Did you say you were giving classes or doing little sessions regarding that with children or just with your own child? I do it with with Zafran, um, uh, my kidlet, and um, but I've worked with children in session. I haven't okay. done done tra trainings or anything like that. Um, it's yeah. let's let's just say I have a lovely list of different trainings that I'm like, this is next, and then this one, and then that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Well, so many of the children, like you said, are like they are little star seeds and and they they're so aware of so many things and to know what to do with that when they feel afraid is huge you know i have a grandson who's like very aware and you know that that book i'm gonna see if i can find that book for him and his lovely parents so mm -hmm. oh, it's so good there's like baking stuff in it it talks about like you know beltane and like craft and stuff and then there's stories about the gods and goddesses and it's it's a really there's music there's songs it's, yeah oh, it's a really sweet. really great book yeah yeah that's really that. awesome that is yeah, awesome well hillary this has been so much fun i don't know how much time mm -hmm. we spent working through the computer glitches but here we are yeah and it's been really quite cooperative <laughs> and again i really 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 encourage people to seek you out for an mm. absolutely multi-dimensional out of this world experience. You have so many skills and you have so much confidence in what you do. And I really like that about you. It's a, it's a, a, a confidence that is not ego driven. You are so held mm. and supported by all the realms that you deal with. And uh, that's what makes you so amazing. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate you. Hmm. I was so pleased that we were in that healing training, Tamiana training so many years ago. I was like, oh, it's Maureen. Yeah, and I'm so excited. Now we're here. And now we're here. Oh, my so gosh. Exciting. And there's, it's going to get even more exciting, even, you know, with all the densities that are existing and all the all the shifts and all of that, this is really good to have in your back pocket. And I think having <laughs> alignments and I was just checking my pockets here. <laughs> um, I think get use, using the services or, or uh, you know, being on the table with somebody like you and somebody like Derek, cause you guys are both so incredibly talented. It is foundational to navigating these times. Yeah. Thank you so much. We, I, I can speak for myself, but um, I feel very blessed for what I, what I'm able to do and like, like humbled every single time there's yes. a session that like, it just, yeah, it humbles me every single time. And yeah, I don't know what else I would do if I wasn't doing this. So 
I agree. Well, I'm really glad that there's nothing yeah. else that you can do besides this. So that's, that's yeah. pretty great. <laughs> I am very grateful for you. And just, this has been so fun. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. I have one last question. Does light language follow you to the grocery store? Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. It follows me everywhere. I've been in the grocery store doing something and I'm like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden I'm like, blah, 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 blah. and I'm just like, Oh, okay. I'll take that one then. Wow. That is crazy. I yep. love it. I love it. And I love that you dare to be you. Isn't that amazing? Right. So yeah, the unique expression, right? It's, I mean, we're all so unique, but you you are just definitely that and in the best of ways. It's just oh, so wonderful you. to have you in my life. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And thanks to everybody who listened. We'll have all the details on how to connect with Hillary available when this is aired, which is, you know, there's a lineup, but it's okay. It's <laughs> worth waiting for. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Hillary. Oh, thank you so much, Maureen. Love you so much. You too. You too.